Welcome to the program, everybody. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. This is Scott Beeson trying to start off the second half of the show today. We appreciate you listening. Um, finishing up with what Sky was talking about in this story that I ran across about what is going on. It is going on across the United States. The weather is so cold in so many places that people are having to abandon their electric cars. And, and look, I'm not trying to insult people, but these are these are not surprises. Not if you're these are things, attention. It's not these are things that people said would be a problem the whole time. Kevin Sumrak told Fox 32 in Chicago that he landed Sunday night at Chicago O'Hare International Airport and found his Tesla dead. He was forced to hire a flatbed tow truck to locate a working charging station. He had to be towed to He had to have his car towed to a charger. That's sufficient. Tesla refused to comment on the situation despite multiple media requests. Now, I'm going to defend Elon Musk and Tesla. Um, Unless I'm wrong, they haven't misrepresented their vehicles. They've never said, hey, these things are going to work at 18 degrees below. They've said, hey, here's an electric car. It has the the limitations of electric cars. It's just, I'm surprised that people are surprised. Well, the, there's I mean, been these a pretty big could, media push to uh, be a good person and, and go electric. And you're very virtuous yes. if you do this. Several car experts have explained electric car batteries lose significant range and power when the weather gets cold. Now, the, the, the last thing on that is the comments. Because, you know, we talk in politics about, man, some people just will not get it. They will they will argue to the to the bitter end. We did socialism. We talked about socialism long form yesterday. So this one commentator or commentor says, well, if you don't have electricity, you can't get gas in your gas powered car. And we're like, dude. So the first person basically tells him he's an idiot. And that's not what we're talking about here. And he just keeps doubling down. And tripling down. Then what are you going to do? Do you keep extra gallons of gas at your house? And the person's like, yes, I do. For emergencies. I've got like five gallons of this, five gallons of diesel. If I need to, I can siphon some out of my other cars, siphon some out of the boat if I have to. Yes, I keep an extra. And this person's point is, well, if you don't have electricity, that's not the point. They have electricity in Chicago. They can't get it into the cars. And then I like the way the cars look. I get it. I found the story that Sky was talking about. Hertz is selling 20,000 of their electric vehicles. With more to come. They're, they're getting Ford, out. They're getting out. Ford Motor Company said what they lost. How many billion? Oh, was it just one billion that they had lost on this whole electric car boondoggle? And then we've also talked about before that their awesome electric truck you know the one they show in the commercial? It's beautiful. You're out of, you, oh, it's, you're it's out of bad, power, man. so you just go and plug your house into the truck? Right. How long is your truck going to run your freezer and your refrigerator? And and if you had to turn on the uh, the the, uh, the heat strips oh my. on your uh, HVAC unit, uh, it's not going to last very long. But if you want the long-range, extended-range electric truck, you can get the one that has a special toolbox in the back. What's it full of? 
It's got the generator in it. Ah, okay. You wish I was joking, don't okay. you? Well, but no, it's, it's a it's a very expensive generator though. I think it's like a ten or twenty thousand dollar upcharge to the already overly expensive electric truck. Bring your own power plant. <laughs> You'll go further. <laughs> I mean, this. I just. I don't know. Look, I'm sorry. I know they're cool. I know they look cool. I know they sound cool. Uh, you know, nothing like driving down the road at seventy miles an hour in a golf cart and it's just going. Hmm, I get it. It's awesome, but it just, it makes no sense. Let's go out to Red Top. Then we've got a special guest coming up in just one momento. Red Top, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Uh, let, me, let me give you some updated statistics because you're three days behind on the news. Okay, uh, give Monday, me some. Uh, Monday, Hertz and uh, Avis said they're going to sell 40% of their electric fleet. The sky, um, sky's been telling us that, Red yeah. Top. Yeah. And... Uh, also, uh, some uh, congressmen have uh, introduced a bill to where all electric cars will be Tesla charger compatible. Because Tesla is the only one that has charging stations. So, uh, and also the infrastructure bill that was supposed to build all the charging stations mm -hmm. uh, that was passed was it two and a half years ago. They have built one charging station in uh, Ohio. That's it. <laughs> but, but Red Top, it's all you need. You you leave Washington D.C. You're tra traveling to L.A. You, you've got you know you drive to Ohio, recharge, and drive the rest of the way. Isn't that the way it works? <laughs> yes. You got it right, buddy. <laughs> so I mean, uh, these people are so, just so damn stupid and dysfunctional. It's unbelievable, uh, and they're suffering for it. They're suffering. So uh, the only way Biden can win is he pulls another crooked election. And boy, are they working on that, folks. So we better get ready to go round and round on this carousel. Roll Tide, go Trump. Thanks, Red Top. Appreciate you, buddy. Let's go out to Pat. Pat, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Good morning. Referencing your question on the uh, battery-powered tools. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> I do handyman work. I'm a, an old retired guy, and I... Uh, do handyman work and with my battery power tools uh, they've, they've gotten much better over the years uh, but they're still they're a battery and at Christmas time I was I wanted to upgrade to a, to a new 20 volt system yeah. and one of the big box stores had multiple tools on sale for anywhere from 69 to $99 but they didn't come with the battery or the charger for example I'm looking for a 7 and a quarter inch skill saw yeah. Could have got it for $99. To get the two batteries and a charger was another $299. That's rough. So they've, they've started trying to do the kits when, with no batteries? Oh, you, you, can, you can buy the tool. There's not a kit. It's just a tool. You can buy the tool, but it comes okay. with no battery. Wow. So Sounds the like a good deal. The, <laughs> need the battery. Wait, look. You just have. tell your friends, I've got all these tools. I can't, I can't make any of them yeah. run. Pat, it's gotten so bad. I, I've been looking into how you take the battery case apart and pull out the little, you know, the inside the, the big box is a bunch of little batteries that look like C-cell batteries in right. most of these things. And if you can find the, the one that's bad, you can replace it and, and make it all work again. That's how, that's how cheap I am. Well, there, there are battery stores here in Montgomery that will rebuild your, your, your battery. 
Oh, there and are. Okay. About, oh, oh, yeah. Uh, and it's it's about probably sixty percent of the cost if you bought a new one. Uh, but mm. it's still, uh, you know. And you're right. If you see, if you leave them sitting and don't use them for a while, uh, you're toast. They're yeah. they're 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 designed to be used on a continual basis. Run them dry, charge them back up. Run them dry, charge them back up. Uh, and, and when they get older, they don't hold the charge near as long. And people and are buying hundred thousand dollar battery powered drills yeah. to ride around in. I, lo- I love your analogy. Y'all have a best day. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate you. Let's go to Lori Ann. First time caller. Lori Ann, welcome to the program. Thank you for calling. I hope you are doing well. I misspelled that. It's it's Lorraine. Sorry. Lorraine, I am, I'm sorry. It's Lorraine. Yes. That's yes. okay. Thank you, Lorraine. <laughs> Everything's cold out here, including our brain cells. <laughs> you got that I right. Wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to let y'all know that I had heard last week that our beloved president has signed an executive order saying that uh, the military, all military vehicles would be battery powered within the next 10 or 15 years. I have heard the same thing. I did not know that if he, that he went ahead and did an executive order, but I had heard that he was trying to move, his administration was moving the military to electric vehicles for war fighting. What in the hell is he thinking? <laughs> That's thinking. a good question. <laughs> That's a question <laughs> that we ask every day, Lorraine. But I um, I, somebody, I somebody who is on the side of diminishing the strength and power of the United States and someone who is on the side of lifting up the communist Chinese, that is the kind of person that would... Uh, would be for making military equipment electric. Someone who is not for the strength of the United States. So people can be upset about that. They can say that's just wrong and that I shouldn't say it. But they can't make an argument that um, he is doing what is best for the United States military. No, and I have, uh, my late husband was Marine. I was a Marine. I've got two sons and a grandson-in-law that are Navy and this is ridiculous what they're doing to us but anyway that's an, that's another rant for another day but when I heard that about the uh, electric vehicles yes, I ma'am. thought oh holy Jesus please <laughs> can you imagine having to go fight the Russians in the Russian winter I guess all of our tanks and say, can you even make an electric tank? I, you know, I don't know. Well, Rain, thank Only you for the call. Got, all right, take care. Take care. Hope yes, thank ma'am. You. I hope you'll call back again later. The um, but you know what it is, guy. It's very similar to what they've done to our our cars in general. You have bureaucrats and dreamers in the government who don't have to make the vehicles. They don't have to make the Jeeps. They don't have to make the tanks. They don't have to make the cars that you and I ride in. And they just come up with ideas. And they think this is the way it should be. It's the way liberal long, long land works. This is just the way it should be. It's the let's pretend mentality. And they, and they, and they come down with a mandate and they say, well, cars should get this many miles a gallon. 
Well, tell us how to do that. Oh, it, we don't know how to do it. We just think you can do it. Well, we think the military aircraft should be electric. Well, no, I don't think that'll work. How do you think we can do this? I, would, I, don't, I don't know how, but I, we think you should be able to figure it out. It, here's what it is. It is the curse of the space race. I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. The, 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 the effort to go to the moon, the if we actually did taught Americans and taught bureaucrats that if we just put our mind to it, we can do it. It's like the, it's like the cure for cancer thing. Joe Biden's already supposed to have cured cancer, right? He's going to do that in his first term. We were just going to put all our resources to it. There are some things that just because you throw money at it and just because you want it to be doesn't mean that it can be. But the space race made everybody believe if you can just pour enough money in, you can invent anything. You can solve any problem. That is not the way things happen. That is the exception with government, not the rule, unfortunately. So we have, you know, we have, because look, I'm still convinced that if you take an old engine or a new engine that's lighter, um, more aluminum, more burns its fuel more efficiently... And you take off all the pollution control stuff, I'm convinced that you can make me an engine that would take my fat backside all the way to the beach. And it would probably get such good fuel economy that per trip it would put out less pollution than everything we've made them stack on top of the engine to quote unquote clean it up. My guess is it burns significant amounts of fuel to not be as polluting. So are we polluting more per trip than we would otherwise in our effort to clean it up? Not to mention all the manufacturing and engineering and everything else that goes into these more efficient vehicles. That we put all the converters and sensors and deals on. Brian Dawson from 1819 News will be up on the other side as well. You don't want to miss that. Crawdads waiting. Alabama Unfiltered Radio will be back. Welcome back in, everybody. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I am Scott Beeson. Let's go back out to your calls real quick before we get Brian Dawson on. We've got a, a actually a breaking news story from 1819news.com coming up. It has to do with one of the congressional races here at the state. But let's go to Crawdad. Crawdad, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. I hope you are well. Doing, doing much better. How are you? Do you, say, you sound better, Crawdad. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I'm, I'm getting my chutzpah back. All right. There you go. I, I, I love the way British people have always been so proper. They have, they have the, you know, over there, they, they refer to methane, they call it methane. Uh-huh. Okay. That's just another way they say that because they don't want to say natural gas because that sounds very bad. <laughs> <laughs> kind of something like Benny Hill would say, right? Okay. Yeah. You know, you just, you just put it under the bonnet, you know, put it under the bonnet. Right. But, have I didn't like when I found that Governor Meemaw went out there and stumped for a b- b- g- car battery plant coming to Alabama. Give me a break. We got more natural gas to here that's 
capped off and owned by these existing oil companies to start with. We do a lot with natural gas, and we don't have to go burning it off down there at this re- 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 burning it off. They burn it off to make gasoline, but gasoline and refinery people, gasoline is a waste product. The first thing they got to do is extract all that they get to make paint. Paint, plastics, that comes before gas. And and we have all this natural gas here. You could run for all you need having cars and running around here. What? UPS, aren't they on natural gas? Aren't the, the postal system autos on natural gas? I don't I don't know, Crawl Dad. I can't tell they you. They are. I knew that some entities, I knew that some city buses had gone to compress natural gas and others. And, and that's one of the things we've advocated on this program for Alabama to be more self-sufficient. Um, consider being able to convert many of our cars to natural gas and, and create a real natural gas-based transportation economy in the state so that if the rest of the world goes crazy... We can still have some yes. semblance of normalcy. Crawdad, I appreciate it, brother. I got to go because my, my guest is running out of time. Aloha. Thanks, Crawdad. Thanks, buddy. We're, we're, hey, we're glad you're you, doing man. well. Brian Dawson from 1819 News is with us. I told him look, he, he, might, he might be in charge most of the time, but when the callers call, we have to take callers. That's it. Brian, how's it going, buddy? Oh, if I was any better, I'd explode, Scott. That good, huh? That good. That's what I told myself. You didn't freeze? Really didn't freeze over the... Uh, Almost. You almost it was, cold. it was cold. So what's what's going on? Big news out of the um, the congressional district down there. First congressional district. We need to get Folks Brian mic'd up proper. Uh, oh, no, I don't have him turned on. No. I'm sorry. Can sorry. you hear me now? Yes, that's better. there it is. Thank you. And you were trying to keep your voice yeah. modulated, and I, I blew it. Yeah, that's okay. I'll ruin it again. First, first congressional district. <laughs> yeah, so first congressional district, um, you know, if you're listening to, uh, on Blue Water Broadcasting, News Talk 93.1, you're congressman. Uh, very likely, uh, if you're listening, there is 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 going head to head because the lines have been gerrymandered all to heck and mm-hmm. back, and so now uh, Barry versus Jerry, right? Not Terry and Gary; those are two That's other the other ones. Barry, right. Jerry, Terry, right. and Gary. But this is Jerry versus Barry okay. in, in District One. It's okay. a little confusing. So they're going head to head, and it is shaping up to be like every other major political race that we have in the state. It ends up being, uh, in the Republican Party, it ends up being a populist conservative versus a chamber of commerce, you know, kind of establishment guy. Mm-hmm. Jerry says all the right things. I think he really is a conservative guy. Um, but when the NDAA came through, what ended up happening, you know, Jerry's like, man, you know, got to end abortion, you know, can't send any more money to Ukraine. And then here comes the NDAA that wants to, you know, allow more abortion and send money to Ukraine. And he signs yes to right. it. Right. And so... It's just really interesting, um, but but it does. It looks like you know where the money's coming from. The sack pack ran by <laughs> yeah, Paul Shashi. The sack pack yes. ran by Paul Shashi, who's you know definitely more of a BCA uh, establishment guy. So you're seeing the establishment rally around Jerry, and then you're seeing kind of the populist conservative base rallying around Barry, and and those two are going head to head. And you saw that with Katie Britt versus Mo Brooks. You see that, and over and over again, yeah, that's kind of the, the way the, the pattern. Of Alabama, correct. Since in, Republicans started. 
Because um, that used to been that would have been Democrat versus Republican. Yes. And then the Democrat Party went woke, mm-hmm. and all the populists moved into the Republican Party. Correct. <clears throat> You're more social conservative. So anyway, uh, we ran a poll. I think 697 people in uh, that first congressional district were polled. Um, and the results came back that Barry Moore has a 41%, uh, 41% of those polled uh, are planning to vote for Barry Moore. 37% polled are going to vote for Jerry Carl, and 22% are undecided. And so you got to think, you know, Barry is, he's, he's, he's from the wiregrass, so he's going to have the wiregrass tied down. The, mo- the more popular, or popular, uh, the more populist, and what I mean by that is more people, Jerry's got it. Like, he's been in Mobile as their congressman. He's been in Baldwin County as their congressman already. Um, and so, so Jerry kind of has a fight on, or Barry has a bit of a fight on his hands to make up for that. And he also um, <clears throat> has not raised as much money as Jerry. Uh, again, when you're the establishment candidates, money's much to easier to raise right? money, right? Um, and so, despite the challenges that Barry is up against, uh, he's got a four point lead in the polls right now. So I think that's pretty. That's pretty amazing. And and the reason I believe this poll, other than I know the people that run the poll and the technology and stuff that they use, obviously, otherwise I wouldn't have published it in eighteen nineteen. But the reason I think it's true, because if it was not, if if Jerry Carl, in fact, was winning, we would see poll after poll after poll after poll from the forestry and BCA and all these other establishment groups. They're doing the polling right now. Do you know why this was the first poll that's happened? Because their guys losing. Because their guys losing, and no one's in. And polls aren't cheap. Okay? Yeah, and they don't. So they don't want to say that. Correct. Was it last week? There was some negative advertising coming out against Barry Moore, and it was and, so and we stupid. Sa- and we said Barry Moore is winning. Yeah. Otherwise, you don't have to do that Correct. at this point in time. So they're trying to tear Barry Moore down. And I would say you're exactly right. It's part of Craig's law that we talk about on the program. Since they're not saying it, the things that are unsaid are speaking loudly. Correct. Yep. And, um, you know, and, and you see the way that they're attacking Barry. He wants to raise taxes. That was like when they were like, Mo Brooks wants to raise taxes. Like, look, there's a lot of things you say about Mo Brooks. Right. The but fact that he wants to raise taxes is not, not one, one of, of them. them. Same thing with Barry. So, uh, anyway, but definitely something to keep an eye on. I think it's um, going to make a huge difference who gets elected down there. Uh, and, and we're seeing it, uh, establishment versus populists, head to head, once again. Yeah, man, thanks for the update. That's been Brian Dawson from 1819 News. Go check out the story. Jeff Poor has it over at 1819news.com. Alabama one poll, Barry Moore 41%, Jerry Carl 37 undecided 22 Go check it out yourself. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I am Scott Beeson. We appreciate you listening to the program. Brian Dawson had to bug on out. He wanted to come in. I told him about the look, you know, callers and listeners come first. Well, it's nice of them to stop by on yeah. such a um, weather-advised day to stay home and everything. It is interesting uh, about this poll, and, and I know Brian well enough to know that... Um, he tries to get the best people. Right. And if they're going to put out polling from a race, I would say if the election was held today, these numbers would be almost spot on. We talked a little bit about the process um, because I, I was involved in doing a, a bunch of things like this, especially in Republican primaries back during my time in the legislature. And, uh, and we worked really, really hard with some pollsters and then doing some of the things on our own. And usually, we were right 
Sometimes national pollsters, other people weren't. And that's one of the ways that we elected a number of solid conservatives beating the establishment candidates is we just had better data. We just worked harder at it. We tried to figure out who is the most likely to actually vote on election day. That's one of the, the, one of the main things. Because it doesn't matter if you have a whole room of people. And, and and we used to experience it a lot. I would be talking to someone. They say, "Look, I, I just I was at the whatever meeting, Chamber of Commerce meeting, and and no one is for Sky." I'm like, "Well, I'm sorry, Again? Sky Sky's going to win." Well, I just don't know anyone who is. Well, just because you don't know anyone who is doesn't mean that Sky's not going to win because we have figured out who is likely to vote, uh. and the people who are actually likely to vote. Decide for skies. Yeah. Yes, and that's who matters. Right. People's opinions don't matter. Scott, why, how can you say that? People's vote matters. And there are a lot of opinionated people. There are a lot of powerful people who are opinionated. There's a lot of wealthy people who are opinionated. There's whole groups of people who are opinionated. And if they don't go vote, their opinion does not matter. It is the voter who matters. And in Republican primaries, um, oftentimes, unless it's an election where people just come out because it's kind of the chic thing to do, and and that's the, um, you know, that's where Jerry Carl in this race has a has a a better chance of winning. He is the establishment candidate. He's the the Washington D.C. supported candidate. That doesn't make him a bad person necessarily, but that is that is how it's lining up. Now, I would argue that they expect something for that support. But um, when you have these big elections and everybody's just going because they got to go vote for president, it, it's, it's a little bit more difficult for the conservative person to win. Okay, so a heavy turnout favors the Heavy turnout favors establishment because establishment can buy more TV. Aha, and they're the... Low information voters that Correct. are affected such. And it's the people who are like, wow, I saw an ad and he had a tractor and a church and a Bible and a dog and a, <laughs> and gun. a gun. And a gun. And a yeah. man, sound he, bite he, really he, sold me. He definitely, uh, he's a high stepper. <laughs> so I think I'll, I think I'll be for him. I, this, this seems to be a formula that works well in the great state. <laughs> works really, really well. No if I was a consultant, I'm trying to think of... I try to put myself in, in both of these candidates' position. Barry Moore is winning by four points at this point in time. Um, if I was advising the Barry Moore campaign, it's like Brian said, we've got a congressman named Barry, a congressman named Jerry, a congressman named Gary, and a congressman named, what's the other one? Barry, it's Barry, Jerry, it's Barry Jerry, Gary, and... I want to say fairy, but that's not no, right. That's not right. Um, That'd be too easy. Yeah, there's another re, name. But well, what would you tell him if you were if you were advising the Barry Moore camp and he's running Ooh. against Jerry and people are like, man, I don't know, is it Barry, Jerry, Gary? <laughs> how do I how do I how do I remember which one I'm for? I think if I was the Barry Moore campaign, I would say something as simple, and I would say it a thousand times, like. Barry is better. Barry's better for Bama. There you go. And just and just say it, it, man. And people would be like, "That's nauseating. That's horrible." But I promise you, you go in the polling place, 
and you look at the names and you're like, golly, I don't remember. Is it Barry or Jerry? It's, I see. Jerry is, Jerry, Jerry's, Barry, Barry's, Barry's oh, better. Barry's better. There you go. Yes, that's, that's I how heard that on the radio. Right. That's how you combat the low information soundbite voter. And, and against the money. Give them a better slogan. Give them something that they can remember. Barry's better. So all you folks that are supporting Barry's campaign, um, you're free to take that up. If, if you need a last name or something. Free con- consulting. More with more, huh? Yeah, well, we, had a, we had a city that. council candidate that... Uh, he did the more with more? Well, it, it said, you'll, you'll get more if you vote for me. And uh, <laughs> highly <laughs> effective <laughs> in, in the capital city. You'll get city. more? You'll get more stuff. More vote with more. I don't know. It's, it's tough. It'd be hard with Jerry, though. What do you say for Jerry? Oh, man. Jerry, uh, Jerry, not Barry. Open no, that work. <laughs> <laughs> Part two. Hope and change. Hope and change. That, um, that seems to work. Mitch McConnell's for me. Vote for me. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, uh, there's a, a great, you know, these campaign slogans are, are, are really a key, uh, as, as you mentioned, especially the low information. Barry Goldwater, probably, probably one of my most favorites, mm-hmm. he came out with, and this was against LBJ, uh, it's uh, in your heart, you know he's right. That was, and and no, the man lost because LBJ's camp came back with, in your guts, you know he's nuts. So, <laughs> Did they really? You, yes, true story. So you got to be careful. Less words, best words in these situations, I think. In your heart, you know he's right. In your guts, in you your know heart. he's nuts. <laughs> Finish. That ended Goldwater. That wiped right him there. out. Yeah, that was the end. Oh, man, that is. That is good stuff. The um, <laughs> these admit are clever, man. You, you got to give them they, that. They really are. Yeah. Hey, this is good news. No, it's not good news. It's interesting news. Y'all remember COVID, right? I yes, I do. We were terrified, uh, scared. I vaguely remember, and um, you'll love this one. Jim Hoft has this piece out. Says a team of Chinese researchers. Oh, here we go. This, that that uh, would be, start to be be the start of a science fiction movie, wouldn't it? It was. A team of Chinese researchers has successfully developed a mutant strain of the coronavirus. That's what we need. Developed a mutant strain. That means they're still monkeying around with coronaviruses and admitting it. And they've been testing it out on rats or mice. Sorry, rats or mice are lovable little creatures. Wouldn't huh? herb- harm you? No. Um, it targets the brain. So we're going after the nervous system now. Yeah, guess okay. what its right. kill rate is in mice. You know how hard it is to kill a mouse? They've, uh, often, they're pretty solid. Yeah, they're, they're a formidable foe. The, right. the kill rate in mice is 100%. That's, you can't do much better than that. <laughs> Wait a minute. They've developed a, a strain of COVID... 100%. Uh, a mutant no. strain of coronavirus. Oh, sign me up, man. That's great. 100% kill rate. The findings, detailed in a contentious study, highlight the pathogen's enhanced lethality and the potential risk it poses for spillover into human populations. Thanks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's never going to happen. Right? Uh, remember? Do y'all remember one of the ways they... Well... These the preprint study. These people are going to monkey around, pun intended, and eventually they're going to come up with something that 
that ends us all. You know, the real Captain Trips, if you read The Stand. Uh, and they're going to... Why? I don't know why they continue to do this. It's why? because... Indeed. Because so many human beings want to be God, I guess. The preprint study, which was published in the BioRx4 website on January the 3rd, detailed the experiment conducted by these researchers using a variant of the pangolin coronavirus. It was introduced to a group of mice to study the effects. Wow. Oh, it is SARS-CoV-2 related. Oh, very good. Okay. We'll have more of that on the other side as well because it's just all good news all day. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I still got you on right here. Very good. All right. So here is the, the rest of this story. Chinese researchers, you can find this over at the Daily Mail, have successfully developed a mutant strain of the coronavirus with an alarming 100% kill rate. That's effective. In mice. It is a SARS-CoV-2, that's COVID, related pangolin coronavirus. I think it's being called GXP2V, short. It doesn't matter. Guess what they tested it on? Um, well, mice, right? Yeah, but, but it was those mice that they've been genetically modifying to be the human ACE2 transgenic mice. You know, it's the mice that they're trying, that they develop so that when they test something on them, the mice react more like human beings. Okay, well, that that's makes sense. Yeah, because you're supposedly testing these things, well... To what purpose? That's my question. Well, Why know. would you develop something like this? Because you're going to save us from, um, from you know, uh, think of all the health, the, the positives for health care that testing deadly bioweapons... That you created. I mean, viruses that you created... Um, I'm always fascinated to hear scientists try to explain to me why they're creating things that don't exist and that's going to help them protect me from stuff that doesn't exist it's, or it's does like the, exist. The, modern, the model of modern government has now expanded into um, disease control. We're going to create a problem. <laughs> so protect you from it. And then we're going to protect you from it. Right. This is dangerous. Um, this... this I mean, so imagine wait. if this one gets out. But it's got some good things. Okay. Yeah, it does. Um, the results were alarming, as, as all the mice that were infected with the live virus died within seven to eight days post-inoculation. So I guess they were running around cheering at that you point. Got a, I mean, you got a week. Right. Okay. Once you know, you got a week. Um, 100%, I don't know why they had to write the article this way, 100% does mean that all of them die. Thank you. Um... The virus was not only found in the bodies of the mice, but it had reached the critical organs, such as the brain, the eyes, and the lungs. But here's the good part. Hmm. Um, later stages, some of the things that happen, you do experience rapid weight loss. Okay. And that's a big problem in you America. You look good in your coffin. That's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. He, he looks so slim. Bonus. <laughs> and the weight loss happens within five days. Well, you get to enjoy it. And so you get your skin here. And then, uh, the, but then you become a little sluggish and you get white eyes. I don't know what that means. My eyes, maybe, I don't know. I guess all do mice color. have pink eyes already? They kind of Or is do. that just white mice? They kind of do. Okay. Well, you get white eyes and you're sluggish and um, you get a bunch of it in your lungs. Um, and then you, 
That's, yeah. that's probably what kills you. Yeah, so. the, the, the main thing that does kill you, they, they know that too, is the severe brain infection. Oh, that. So we got a little bonus in this. Yeah. Maybe you get a little headache. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple of BC powders. We'll These people ought to be in jail, Scott. And imagine what? If, if they're out here actually discussing this in the open, imagine what they're not telling us. Oh, yeah. Don't you think there's certain things that they ha- have already that they're not printing stories about? It, it, it's, it makes you shudder when you think. It's, it's, it's best probably not to think about it. Well, look, the Chinese are beating us, though. That's, that's all that matters. Look, this is a race. To what? We extinction? used to have the space race. Now we have the extinction race. Well, Boston yeah. University in 2022 created a new deadly COVID strain that only had an 80% death rate. Bunch of losers. <laughs> Hold my beer. Yeah. COVID had a 1% rate, less than a 1% rate. But it was very effective in what it's designed to do. Yeah, to, to show the world who all is compliant and how much we'll do what we're told. So the Chinese are beating us in, in deadly virus production. Can you imagine the conversations what with if the this Chinese is a communists? Plant story? This is the one they want out. Right. So it's a plant story. Right. Okay. I'm scared already. What, Just tell me to, what to do. Just tell to me co- how, how to protect to, myself. How many this masks? Is to, I, this I is the cover-up that they've probably already figured out different viruses that attack certain races of people. Oh, that's a whole... Because they've been trying to do that kind of thing for a long time. 